Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I love this song. <laughs> I feel this way a lot. Uh, today's show is a rerun. I'm going back six years in time so you could compare and contrast to what we were talking about six years ago. I thought this was kind of utterly fascinating. And uh, the rest of the show will be this too. And it'll be surprising to you to kind of think about the things that we were discussing six years ago that have squarely landed in our laps today. This is typically the local hour, but I wanted to spend this local hour talking about citizenship, our social security card, and getting back to basics. Look, um. I'm going to uh, refer you now back to the podcast six years ago, and I'll pick it up where we talk about social security cards. This is kind of fascinating. Look at your own social security card while we're talking about this. And when I say we, I mean me. (laughs) It's a habit. What can I say? It's a total habit. Make sure and join the fourth hour club. Get that done before next week. We need you. And I need your expertise. I need you. I need help. And this will be a wonderful way to showcase um, and to get together off the air and I can get to know you. You can uh, be handing me stuff and research all kinds of things and you get a special phone number to text the show during each show every day. And uh, when you're a member of this fourth hour club, I'll be listening to you. So, um, And uh, maybe your statements will make it on the air. So uh, back to six years ago on the 19, uh, I'm sorry, 1871 USA change in, uh, in changes in the Constitution and, of course, Social Security. In the U.S. Code, it says uh, this is this is Title 28 um, and uh, Title 28, 300 uh, and two, um, 3000 and two, however you, however you want to read it. United States means. A federal corporation, A, B, an agency, department, commission, board, or other entity of the United States, or C, an instrumentality of the United States. That's what it says United States is. Hmm. Interesting. doesn't say government. <laughs> it says federal corporation. Okay. Um, interesting when we're talking about caps, Okay. If you have your social security card, I'm going to, to place a little wager on the fact that if you look at your name on your social security card, you're going to see it in all caps. It's also this way on your driver's license, too. So if you have that on you, give it a quick glance. So what does that mean? It means capitus dominius maxima. When your name is in all caps, it signifies that you are a corporation of the United States of America, not a natural-born human being, and likewise void of any rights, okay? Adopted from Roman law, there's three levels of capitus, diminutu, minima. It's capitus minima, minimal loss of rights. Capitus media, partial loss of rights. And capitus maxima, full loss of rights. When it is capitus maxima, full loss of rights, the name would appear in all caps. If it's, if it's the second level, it's your first name is in lowercase, last name is in all caps. If it's the minimal loss of rights, it means everything's in lowercase. Okay? It all starts at your birth when your parents fill out your registration of live birth. The parents choose a name for the child. The state or province take that name and capitalize it. If the state or province is in debt, the name is entirely capitalized. 
if the state or province is not in debt, then just the last name is capitalized. So the freeborn child is sold in, well, we could go into that. I'm not going to go into that as much today. But of course, because of the Federal Reserve, since all money is loaned at interest, all states and, and the country as a whole, it's always in debt. Your name will always be capitalized. All right. I know, right? It's, it's, it's pretty trippy. I looked at mine. It's in all caps. Um, so if you check any driver's license, social security card, credit card bill, tax return, even your tax returns, look at your name. It's all in caps. Anything you can think of that has to do with anything government, your name will always be in full caps. You also had to sign these papers at some point to show that you're willing to represent this, art, this, this entity of you, this personhood of you. Um, it's personhood, but it's not you, the living, breathing you. It's you on paper. You know how you can form a corporation to sort of remove yourself from a, from a business by the articles of incorporation on paper? This is you on paper. It isn't you, but it's you on paper. It's a representation of you. So a step removed, okay? Um, all right. So let's go back. Okay. So... The United States government is basically a corporate instrument of the international bankers. This means you are owned by the corporation from birth to death. The corporate United States also holds ownership of your assets, your property, you, and even your children. If this sounds untrue, if you're questioning that, you can do your homework on this. Um, You have to think long and hard about all the bills you pay, all those various taxes, fines, licenses you must pay for, because... They basically got you by the pockets. Actually, they've had you by the pockets for a long time, but since you've been alive. But, um, but if you read up on the 14th Amendment, the 14th Amendment is about freeing the slaves, but they do convert the citizenship um, to mean something different than the citizenship as referred to in the actual original Constitution. The actual original Constitution, we as citizens... Um, basically had more rights under the citizenship of this charter that they imposed in 18, this act in 1871, this then changed that. And the district of Columbia then holds the, um, and that's why we have federal district courts, federal district judges, everything is district. Okay. It's the district of Columbia. Um, so Lisa Guliani uh, goes on to say, you know what? I'm saddened to think about, about the people not understanding that this is the deal since 1871. And she says, you know, will we ever restore our republic? That's a question I can't answer, she says. I hope and most of all pray that we, the sovereign people, will work together in a spirit of cooperation and make it happen in our lifetime. I know we'll give it a great shot. Our children deserve their rightful legacy, the liberty our ancestors fought so hard to give us. Will we remain silent, telling ourselves we are free and perpetuate the myth? Or do we stand as one sovereign people? You know, um, it's something to think about. It's called freedom. So the District of Columbia voting rights, voting rights of the citizens of the District of Columbia, which is, is what they're saying we are citizens of the day they made this an incorporation of the District of Columbia. We are, we are, uh, we, we, we are in our state but it isn't about the land mass on which we are standing. 
on paper, we are the citizens of Utah or the, the, you know, the state of Utah or the state of New York or the state of whatever. It's kind of like a corporation that has locations all over the country. If you want to look at it like McDonald's, they have corp, they, they have a corporation. The corporation really isn't in the building that says this is the corporation headquarters. The corporation's on paper, but they have locations all over the United States. They basically operate in all the states. It's a little bit like what our government is doing out of the District of Columbia. Now, that district owns us because the district gives, okay, so McDonald's, you sign on to become an employee of McDonald's. McDonald's then can tell you what to wear and how to sell their food, and they can even dock your paycheck if they wanted to. They have the right to do that. If they feel like there was a reason that they they wanted to do that, they could do it. Just like any corporation, they pretty much own you. They get to tell you what to do or say. They set up the rules, but they pretty much own you at the end of the day. And they do own you in every single state because it's under the corporation on paper. Um, Even though you might be in a McDonald's in New York or or work for a McDonald's in California, you still belong to the corporate headquarters. Um, At the end of the day, you go by their rules because they've employed you. This is... Really what Lisa Guliani and Kurt Collenbach and all of these individuals are saying is the case for us. We are part of the corporation of the United States out of the District of Columbia. They own us. We have uh, workman's comp. We have all of these little bennies, right? All these little benefits coming out of the corporation. They basically own us. That's why when you're thrown into jail and you have to try and fight through a legal system that isn't exactly fair or working in your favor, do you have any recourse? Can you just walk out of the jail and say, well, no, I'm going to sue because I haven't been treated right? No, you're, you're there until they say you can go. That means you're owned. It's a hard realization. As we're watching all these court cases and all these things happen, that's a hard realization to know that that's where we're at. That basically at the end of the day, we're owned, that you actually have to prove your way out of that. Your rights aren't inherently yours. And then, of course, our citizenship and our rights contained within that citizenship. So we have attorney generals that cropped up all over our nation. They didn't, they weren't there before 1871. And a lot of states had constitutional conventions. If you ask me why I don't believe in a constitutional convention, this is why. A lot of things happen that are very tricky in constitutional conventions. I do not believe in them. I do not support them. Follow the Constitution that we have. So these, these attorney generals that are now operating under this now third arm of government, the Department of Justice, that was never, ever talked about by the founding fathers as being an entire department that, aren't, um, that can do whatever the heck they want to go do, Um, So these attorney generals are saying that our power goes back to 1870, 1871-72, when our state said, yes, you can have this, this attorney general. But the attorney general, when it talks about their power, it's, this is what it says. It talks about their power being of the, the crown. And that, my friends, (laughs) I think it's very, very dangerous. Don't you? I, okay. So this is what it says. The powers generally understood to belong to the attorney general at common law have been summarized as follows. To prosecute all actions necessary for the protection and defense of the property and revenues of the crown. By information to certain classes of persons accused of crimes, you know, you and me accused of a crime and misdemeanors to trial. To revoke or annual grants made by the crown improperly 
or when forfeited by the grantee thereof, by information to recover money or chattels or damages for wrongs committed on the land or other possessions of the crown. Do you know who the crown is? Do you know who the crown is talking about? The crown is the ninth Templar of, of the London banking institution, the Rothschilds. That's the crown. That's the banking interests. Remember how we were bankrupt after the Civil War? We needed to get some money. What did we give up to get that money? Isn't it interesting to you that they have a disclaimer at the bottom of this that says the crown doesn't really mean the crown, you know, like you and I know it. It means, it means, because they're telling us what it means. It isn't written in, but they're just translating it for us loosely. And it means that we, the people, are the crown. When has the crown ever been the people? I'm, I'm sorry, I, there isn't a time in history where the crown has ever been representat- representation for the people. It is of the crown that is different than the people. But here again, at the bottom of this, it states that, that it is of, well, you know, just in translation, representation of the crown is translated into our system to representation of the people, thus serving the public interest. Um, just because they say that, doesn't mean that's what the wording upstairs says, because the wording upstairs says everything is for the crown. Everything that the attorney generals do is for the crown. That's got to that's got to bother you. <laughs> um, and it's got to bother you that they say, well, in 1970, the Constitution left the rep- responsibility somewhat blurred. So they're just going to go ahead and fill in those blanks for you, citizen. So now you have an attorney general of every state. Now you have a Department of Justice. You have a Loretta Lynch that wants to uh, incarcerate climate deniers that um, that gets to do whatever she wants to go do. Eric Holder got to do whatever he wanted to do. Um, And you have a Department of Justice that you can't fight. They don't have any authority under the Constitution, the original Constitution. But there again in 1871, everything changed to support the crown. And the crown is the Ninth Templar, the Rothschilds Banking System of London, which is in the city of London, which is in London, which is, which is a little bit like District of Columbia. It's kind of its own, yeah, its own territory. Very interesting stuff, right, when you start really looking at this. Interesting stuff, right, when you start really looking at this. The 14th Amendment, as people say, well, this is the amendment that freed the slaves. Well, it put all of us indentured servants under a corporation, a corporation that basically owns us a little bit like McDonald's. You know, you've got McDonald's corporation all over the world and they, they operate out of one single corporation that isn't in the headquarters. It's just on paper. And that, that corporation is of course in these locations all over, but they basically own fascinating, us. isn't it? That was from six years ago. Six years ago. You could tell because I was talking about Loretta Lynch and Eric Holder. Interesting, huh? That was from six years ago. You can tell because I'm talking about Loretta Lynch. I'm talking about Eric Holder. Fascinating stuff, right? That was from six years ago. Can you believe it? Man, time flies on the radio. Make sure and join the fourth hour. That starts next week, March 2nd, 2023. This is a podcast from, or an actual live recording from six years ago. And uh, as we go into the rest of the show, I'm going to compare and contrast and show you what we were talking about six years ago. It's kind of amazing. I love this kind of going back into time thing. 
We'll be right back. I'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show for the national show.